Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. We wanted to talk about virtual reality because uh, at the place where I work, we got in a uh, HTC Vive, and the three of us have all tried it out. Alex, what did you think of it? I had my mind sufficiently blown by it, to be honest. I've used quite a bit of consumer-level VR for a while, uh, played with Oculus, played with Cardboard like, extensively. Uh, very impressed by it all. You know, it's fun. Vive is in an entirely different playing field. It is so different from everything that I've used so far that it might as well be its own completely unique thing. Room scale really makes a difference. Well, define room scale. Room scale is uh, the technology they use maps out a virtual room, a box around you as you play, and you can interact with things in the box through the, the full height of you. So you can crash down to the floor, you can stand up, you can stretch your arms above your head, uh, you have controllers in your hand that are mapped via motion, uh, and you can interact with virtual things in that box as if they were real. So it's like a 10 by 10 space that you can move around in. The immersion is so realistic that I can absolutely see Disney and other theme parks integrating this heavily. And they've been trying for years, you know? Like, there's been lots of honky-tonk VR experiments and motion simulator experiments in theme parks and museums. Did Disney Quest ever do anything where you put a helmet on? Yes. Or a visor on? Yes, there there was an Aladdin game where... You were uh, you were escaping from the Cave of Wonders, if I recall. Okay. And you had okay. a helmet on, and you were you were sitting on this weird motorcycle. But in the game, you were on the magic carpet, <laughs> uh, so it was a little odd. But that then that was one of the first times I'd ever tried VR, right. and it was it was impressive. It was fun, but it, it, like everything else at Disney Quest, it was dated in ten seconds. Right, right. Louis, why don't you talk about your experience trying this uh, Vive out? It was a pretty life-changing experience. I don't really know how to describe it. It was just kind of crazy. Yeah. The only disconnect I have is like the controller and having a wire out of my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it kind of ruins it a little bit. A little, yeah. I, I was saying this just on Twitter a moment ago, but I just I really want gloves. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm. I'm serious. Like, yeah. I want no, gloves. I- Definitely. Glo- so to be clear, now the control the Vive controllers they're two essentially sticks you hold in your hand. And they have triggers on them, and you can move them around, and the system will track where your hands are. So you can kind of reach out and touch things, sort of, you know, quote-unquote, you can flip a switch or pick something up by essentially reaching out to it and then holding the trigger. Closest analog is Wii controllers. Sure. Right. And the, 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 the cord coming out of your head is the cord that attaches to the visor, runs to the PC. And you always have to be slightly aware of it as you're moving around, or you could trip over it. Yeah, step on it and yank it out the back. It was less of an issue for me than I was expecting. I kind of thought it was it was going to be really annoying, and it was hardly invisible. I mean, I certainly had to be aware of it, but it didn't didn't really bother me that much. Yeah, and the cords are a stopgap. They won't yeah. be long. they won't be around for long. Five years at most, and then that it'll be all be wireless. Sure. Yeah. Louis, what was a moment in VR where it kind of you you were kind of sold on it? The very first VR thing I did was the portal whatever the one that was called yeah the robot assembly lab or something that was robot robot repair it was so good when you're first place in the room it's pretty uncanny how real that room feels and what's cool is you can kind of walk right up to things like i remember walking up to what looks like a 1970s era computer tape drive in the (laughs) corner with spinning reels on it and you can walk right up to it just seemingly you know an inch away from it and see it in complete detail. 
and then you can kneel down. You can look underneath the table that's in the room and mm-hmm. see it from every angle, which is something you really just can't do in an ordinary 3D game because they don't give you that amount of uh, flexibility yeah, not at all. in moving around in the space. For the moment you put on the VR headset, it's like you're not realizing that you're not actually there. It, just, it, it all melted away because when the robot steps in, I stepped back as to not be in its way. Oh, Parker, yes. Parker freaked. Yeah, not so I could <laughs> yeah. like you know, see it clearly. That wasn't the reason I moved back. The reason I moved back was it was getting in the way and I was like, oh, I should move a little bit here. It's in the way. And that's kind of crazy to me. And that was totally awesome. The the other thing was Google's painting thing. That was amazing. Uh, You know, you've got your two controllers in either hand and, and one of them is kind of your tools palette and the other one is your paintbrush. And you can paint with a variety of things, but you're painting in 3D space. And it was really inspiring to think about it in that manner as a creative medium, not just like a medium for games. It blows my mind. Uh, and I'm excited for what it can mean for a lot of different things. You know, because yeah. if... Like, and I'm sure that theme parks are working on this stuff because, I mean, you think about it from a practical standpoint, building everything virtually means there's virtually no upkeep for anything. So you don't have to worry about paint peeling off or the thing getting old and you can update it very easily and now, update true, it once. But you also have to compete with the real world where people own these for a thousand bucks in their home. True. It's kind of and the same so, way that arcades, arcades really started to go downhill as soon as home video games became much more high quality than arcade games. Sure, and and a theme park, I mean, there are multiple ways to view this, but in one scenario, the theme park becomes the arcade and gets obsoleted because all the experiences you can have in a theme park, you can have at home Mm -hmm. with a VR visor. You can explore the vast universe. So that's, I mean, that's one way to look at it, but Louis, what do you think of that take? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I have this game, which both of you refuse to play, Connect Disneyland Adventures. And, oh, I want to do it. Yeah, I know you should. It's a great time. But <laughs> mostly, but mostly it's a it's a thing where that was the first thing I thought of when I was playing in VR. They've already made that environment in 3D. It's already there, mm-hmm. and all it would have to have is better textures, you know, higher resolution textures and be in VR. And that's it. And it could work very well, but I'm still going to yeah. go to Disneyland because, you know, I don't get to have the rides. I don't get mm-hmm. to have the smells and the tastes and all that sort of stuff at Disneyland. I don't get to have the Dole Whip at Disneyland, but I guess I could have one at home. It's, it's too early to know how it's going to play out. Part of me thinks that theme parks aren't really going to touch VR all that much. And the reason I say that is twofold. One is that the home experience for VR, it'll rapidly fall in price and they won't try and just replicate that home experience. Like, it has to be a... Oh, no, yeah. Theme parks need, need to deliver a radically different experience than what you can get with a home VR setup. Yep, for sure. I'm not totally sure how they do that if they take them straight, if they take them yeah. head on with I feel VR like experience. the only thing you can do there is put me in a motion simulator also. Because yes. right. I, yes. I cannot afford a half-million-dollar Star Tours motion simulator. But right. they can. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only thing I see. They can do that, but I, I don't know if they can do that more than a few times. I mean, you can't oh, have sure, 40 sure. rides that are like that. Yeah. No, Here, yeah. Here's like a very a very appropriate use that I could see them rolling out right now. Disney, over the past few years, has been doing a lot of off-the-shelf roller coasters with uh, with heavy theming. 
Uh, like imagine the the Tron roller coaster in Shanghai is a really good example. It's a pretty run of the mill coaster that has a really interesting ride system. Imagine that coaster with that ride system, but you're also wearing a helmet that provides the visuals that that ride lacks because that ride has no Tron-y visuals. You know, it's it's a roller coaster and maybe some lights that go by, but not much. But inside a VR helmet, that thing could be vastly okay, more. So I've, m- I have more concerns. I have concerns, but they mostly revolve around sickness, yes. which is one, it's and definitely two, two is just maintenance and cleanliness. I I know that they're cleaning all of those, you know, 3D glasses that are in every like 3D attraction at the parks, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine what it would be like if they had to clean all of these VR headsets before the next people got on. True. But also, like, the setup of getting everyone situated, first of all, in that Tron vehicle, I bet you takes much, much longer than getting someone new into a Space Mountain vehicle. Oh, but it then does. also yep. putting a headset on? Forget it. No way. Ain't happening. Mm. Mm. There are issues, definitely, in trying to, you know, the time it takes to put one on. I don't know if those are insurmountable, but there there are issues. If I could put one on before I get in the thing, then sure, but... I mean, the reality is that <laughs> then you I can't need to see. have it on. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I don't think that it's going to be easy. And yeah. maybe it's not insurmountable, but it's no trivial task either. No, it's certainly true. This, what we're talking about here is not just speculation. Six Flags actually announced a month or two ago that they are doing this to some coasters. I don't know what the time yep. frame is. Yeah, I saw that. But there there are existing systems now that can do this for roller coasters. And that's, that's sure. a really that'll be an interesting, interesting experience because what Louie touched on is a real thing. When you're in VR, when your body is not moving and your point of view is moving, it can make you sick real quick. Real quick. You know, because your brain just doesn't mm-hmm. have any context for that. And unless in a theme park setting on a roller coaster, it's definitely possible to get this to work, but it has to be tuned perfectly. I think one of the other issues is, and this is a minor thing, but when you go to a 3D movie, how often do you like. Just take off your 3D glasses for a second to look at the I screen. Do. Yeah, I do it on, sometimes. Not in 3D. Yeah. I do it like almost every time I go to a 3D movie. Not like for yeah. long. Just for like a second to go, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I put it back on. I realize uh, how dim it was or something. Anyway, you can't do that with a VR headset on a roller coaster. No. Like there's, no, I agree. That, that is super dangerous. Yep. And I can't imagine what it would be like if a VR headset went through the air. It's just like it doesn't. God, I just there. I don't see this being easy. They may have to do that sort of those things where, like when the when the bar comes down when you get your restraints on the the VR helmet is attached to that, so it just kind of comes down in front of your eyes, so you can't take it off. Yeah, um, but people so they're, are they're, different heights. I mean, yeah, this, yeah, for this sure, it's all different. Yeah, for sure, you might have to adjust it a little bit. I mean, there's ways around that. Yeah, I think to be honest with you, I think that. The the VR concept would probably aid itself better, not on a roller coaster at all, but instead something more like the Stitch Encounter mm-hmm. attraction at Disney World. Mm-hmm. I You mm-hmm. know, when you're sitting in that chair and you are stationary, but Stitch could actually be moving around. They could animate Stitch in the area. And right. it wouldn't just have to be completely pitch dark. Mm-hmm. It could still be dark, but you could see him moving around. There could mm-hmm. be a lot more animation. And that, I feel like, in a 3D space could be very, very interesting because everyone else is also there. And they could simulate other people sitting in those seats. Like, this is all possible. But yeah. on a roller coaster, I feel like it's almost completely uninteresting to me 
to be sitting in a roller coaster and seeing something other than what is already there? There could be certain roller coasters where it'd be cool to do that, but I wouldn't want every coaster to just automatically adopt right. that. Right. In mm-hmm. the same way, I don't want every ride to adopt 3D glasses like you know, right. the way Universal does it. Yeah, right. All screens, all the time. I mean, one other thing with VR so that causes a bit of a problem is that it lessens the sense of having a group experience. It does. Yes. Yep. You don't, I mean, you're pretty much in a, in a universe by yourself when you put that on. Yeah. And maybe someday you'll be able to see the people around you have that, either they're 3D modeled or they're yeah. just, you're, you're in sort of augmented reality where you can see them and see virtual things. Mm-hmm. All that, that's still a few, at, at a minimum, a few years off. Yeah. Some of the launch titles for the Vive do do that though. I think Hover Junkers, the it's like a it's like a Mad Max type shooter game. It mm-hmm. networks, and when someone else is in there with you, you see them next to you. Okay, and that's interesting. And you see them as they are in their room. You see video, or you see a three D model. You see the three D model of them as they play. So it's it approximates <laughs> what the other. I think anyway. I haven't actually tried it, but that's what I was told. Uh, and and so people are definitely working on that. I think the other thing is, and some attractions don't do this very well. Others do. Is there has to be a reason to introduce this helmet into the attraction? Like in Star Tours, when they call them flight goggles, I'm like, sure, fine. But yeah. when they just give me 3D glasses at Toy Story Midway Mania, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. you know, like it's just it, there's yeah. no reason for it. And so I, I feel like for the story, I need to understand why there's a big helmet on my head. If it's so I can breathe in outer space, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's, you know, but like it needs to have a reason or yeah. else it's dumb. I can't just put yeah. on a helmet onto a roller coaster so I can see Snow White in 3D. I'm not buying. I agree, although I think they'll be they'll be happy to adopt the flimsiest excuse they can think of to do it. Oh, like, sure. I don't think they'll use that sure. as a hurdle to... Sure. They, would, they would keep them from using it if they needed to. It'll but have I mean, some like, sort of do you know what I mean? Like, if I have to put one of these on to see a Snow White dark ride, like, I'm I'm not doing that. Yeah. That's dark not. rides is, is one of the places that it has a lot of practical use, too, though. Because that, you know, it's slow moving. The, 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 the goggles won't flip get flipped off by the motion of a car, of a, you know, of a roller well, here's coaster. Here's what I thought. With dark rides, though, is I thought as I was, you know, playing with the Vive, like if I put just put a chair here and sat down, like I could with considerable effort, but not not a ton of effort, build a haunted mansion dark ride. Because yeah. you don't, there isn't much of a sense of motion in there in yeah. in, nope. in an Omni Mover. It, no, you're just it's pretty flying. slow. Yeah, and I could I could build a 3D model of the haunted mansion, uh, and then just tell somebody to sit down in a chair, a stationary chair and put the helmet on and take them through a Haunted Mansion that felt a lot like the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. You could. So I have to ask. I have to ask. You you absolutely could, and we should do this. But what does happen in the scene where you're coming down from the attic backwards and mm-hmm. and you're leaning a little bit? I mean, right. does would the camera lean too as if to act like you're going down? Or would it be Hard straight? to say. I mean, it's it's like I don't understand where it's anchored there it's well you'd either you'd either just skip that part and say we're not going to tilt or you could sort of tilt the perspective and you wouldn't have the sensation of falling backwards as mm-hmm. much obviously yeah gravity wouldn't be pulling um, you back if you did it kind of slowly enough you might get a bit of a sensation like oh mm-hmm. the perspective has shifted but yep. I, I don't know exactly how that would play out yeah. yeah you could definitely do it so this is what i'm wondering okay so I, I like i said before i think theme parks will have a hard time taking vr on directly by just putting vr helmets into theme parks they have to do it very cleverly i think and mm-hmm. at a minimum use motion but maybe even do more than that but the second problem i see is that like i said you could build a haunted mansion at home or i mean 
one person here has to build it and everyone can run it basically. Yeah. So yeah. And so I can deliver a haunted mansion that okay, so it's worse in some ways. It's not a physical space, and there's obviously something cool about a real physical space. And it's not a group experience in the same way. I won't be doing it with a group of live people who are standing right with me. Mm-hmm. That said, it's at home, it's free, and it will have better special effects than what the Haunted Mansion has. Somebody is yeah. doing this right now too. Oh, sure, somebody yep. is. Absolutely. So, so I'm wondering about that. Like, does does VR at home obsolete the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and Pirates of the Caribbean right from the bat? Like, are those no longer sufficient experiences for me to want to go to Anaheim to experience them? It's a great question. I, I, I think that's that's a kind of a personal preference, too. Like, some people, I think it may. You know, it, it, it will make them miss Disneyland a little less, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people, though, I don't think, because it's because it, as Louis touched on earlier, it is it is the sum of its parts. It's not just going to the haunted mansion; it's everything sure. that leads up to going into the haunted mansion that makes that experience great. So, I, I think it may be a novelty for people that they can like get a little taste every once in a while. Yeah. But I don't, and I, I certainly don't think it will stop the diehards from yeah, going. I mean, I think that there are just there are things you can't replicate easily, and those things are motion. Like I said, a motion simulator you can't do. And similarly, I'm in a boat on Pirates. Even though I'm not touching the water, I can feel the water. Not just that I'm sitting in a boat in the water, but I can feel like the water just being there. I can feel the temperature around Mm -hmm. me. And I know that because I've been in Pirates of the Caribbean a dozen times, and I know more than a dozen times. I know what it's like. (laughs) But if someone built a Pirates of the Caribbean Haunted Mansion-esque experience i'd be stoked to have that but it wouldn't supplant my desire to go to disneyland because yeah. i can't get the right haunted mansion i can't get the right pirates of caribbean yep yeah i wonder if what if what could happen though is you sort of if you're gonna make a vr experience it's sort of like pirates of the caribbean you don't necessarily do it exactly what now, you do is you sort of leave out the stuff it can't do yeah and you put in stuff that the real yeah. one can't do yeah and you hopefully come up if you're building this you hopefully come up with something that net is actually a more powerful experience than what Disney has. Mm -hmm. What I would say would be the more interesting theme park thing that I would personally like to see with VR is, and this is crazy and would absolutely 100% never happen, I guarantee it, (laughs) is I want Disney to make a room or a pavilion or something for me to go in and put on a VR headset and sit in a, a simple ride vehicle that is only... That its only job is to move me around how it wants me to. So a very small motion simulator. And I want it to take me through classic attractions I could have ah, never been on. It's a good idea. Yep. That's I want to ride the Imagination ride how it originally was. Yeah. I want to ride, you know, Adventures Through Inner Space. I'll never experience that. I want to experience that. Well, to be honest, that feels like an ideal application for something they would sell online. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, they could totally sell it online. Now, for sure. would they? I don't know. I would love for them to do it because I bet you there's a ton of Imagineers who would love to work on that project. But oh, yeah. that seems like... It, it seems like it could make money, but it also sounds like a, I don't know, it doesn't sound as interesting as making something totally new. Yeah. So it, it makes me wonder if they'd even consider it. But that's, to me, that is the ideal application of VR for theme parks, is the retired things, the yesterlands. Yeah. I want those Totally. Things. Well, the good news is, if they don't, hobbyists absolutely will. For sure. sure. 
because someone's already made it, Adventures Through Inner Space. So it's like, right. and I, and there's a bunch of Horizons nerds that will are probably already modeling Horizons based off their 20-year-old videotapes. Sure, sure. Augmented reality technologies are something that they should be dabbling in as well. Because that's the type of, like when Louis was talking about the Stitch Encounter and having Stitch running around the room, that is something that could be accomplished in augmented reality much easier than virtual reality, and you are still right. seeing everyone around you. So, you know, still requires goggles or a Pepper's Ghost effect or something like that. I mean, they've been doing our, uh, augmented reality for years. Pepper's Ghost is exactly sure. that. So, sure. um, but, but the, you know, the, the new generation of that will enable them to do quite a bit more with it. There's a part of me that thinks that it, further down the road that augmented reality and virtual reality are going to kind of merge into one thing. Yeah. And just kind of depending upon the application, you're going to either get more or less of the real world leaking through. Mm -hmm. Because you actually always want some real world to leak through. And what I mean by that is one of the problems with VR is walking into furniture or walking <laughs> into a wall. Yeah. You want yeah. to you do want to have at least some sense of the real space you're in, in really any application I can think of. Yeah. Even if it could like thread you through your house in a way, you could imagine creating a virtual space. You could, you could walk, that could be very big, way bigger than 10 by 10. If the application knew what your house was shaped like uh -huh. and it could kind of guide you through in a clever way and watch out for, you know, your dog <laughs> Chair. and so on. Yeah. Um, and you can make it feel like a much bigger space and that's totally doable as long as the software is smart enough to take advantage of what it can find. Yeah. Um, so you always want to have some awareness of the actual space, whether it's whether it looks like the actual space or looks like something else is a question. But you always where we are right now is kind of a bad spot in terms of when you put in that that headset, like you're oblivious to what's going on. And that that's actually kind of lousy. I mean, in general, I don't think that VR means much for theme parks at the moment. It's going to take five years for them, I think, to think seriously about it. I would love to know if, what they're playing with right now, though as I bet they are. <laughs>